Ladies and gentlemen, it's Friday. So it's time for the Win, Lose, or Tie podcast with your host, the styling, profiling, limousine riding, swatch wearing, kiss stealing, wheeling and dealing, woo, son of a gun. And he's having a hard time holding down those alligators. Ty King. Yo, yo, yo. It's Friday, baby. It's going to be a great day today. Even if you're listening and it's not Friday, it's still going to be a great day for you because you're listening to the Win, Loser Tie podcast. Today's going to be an awesome episode. I, can, I just can't wait to get into the guest I have today. But first, let's do a little, a little uh, house cleaning uh, tidbits here. First and foremost, follow me on Instagram, Win, Loser Tie. That's T-Y-E. Facebook, Ty King. Email the show, podcast at gmail.com. You folks know that. Go subscribe to the channel. Had a lot of people subscribe last week. And that number went up, so that is going to be good. Uh, we are part of Let Me Know Productions. That's my LMK boys. That's Pick 4 Podcast with Mark Youngblood. Got some new and quality stuff coming out. Uh, having said that with Landry Griffith, he's back, baby. He is back. So uh, he's got new and awesome stuff coming out. A great episode this week. And our sister project, The Hate Pot. First and foremost, I just want to say this. Um, Hurricane Ida rolled through, uh, as you all know, um, last week. And uh, I got a lot of people in Louisiana that listen to this podcast. And um, I, got a, I got a text message from uh, Scott Cody, who lives down there. And, and the bad part of Louisiana, and I don't mean the bad part as in like bad neighborhood. I'm talking like for hurricanes. And he took a picture of the grocery store he was in, and he sent it to me. And this was three days before the hurricane hit. And, it, and the shelves were, uh, you know, getting bare. And he was a long, long-ass line. And he just texted me. He said, listening to your podcast right now, it's getting me through for the upcoming storm and uh man they, they you know what that radar is clear there's no more rain there's no more wind down there but trust me the people that live down there are still weathering a storm because it's bad so uh scott you have all my prayers john sparks you have all my thoughts and prayers trent shinrock thinking about you too buddy you did down in new orleans and uh so all you people and louisiana is my second uh list largest state on my listenership so i can't lose you guys you guys need to stay afloat literally and I don't even like that word. So I appreciate that. Also, I want to send a well wishes out to Justin Hughes, who had surgery this week. Hope you're uh, recuperating and uh, doing well, my friend. All right. This week's guest, holy cow. One of the first guys I put on my board uh, to, to, that I wanted to have. It's uh, taking some time to get him here. He's a busy, busy man. He's one of my greatest friends in, in, in history of friendship. But he would be a great guest to have on if I didn't know him, if, I didn't, if I've never met him. He is one of the most talented people I know, one of the most personable people I know. He's one of the most fun people I know, and uh, I love him. I just love him, and his name is Benji Sneed. Mr. Benji Sneed, welcome to the Win, Loser Top Podcast. I'm looking around for this guest you just introduced. <laughs> I'm like, wow, I, oh I my. meet this guy. Yeah, yeah, he, you, would love to, you would love him, actually, I think. <laughs> you would that's, love him. So. That's a very gracious introduction. <laughs> well, Thank you so much. Well, Benji, you know that uh, you and I go, go way back, mm-hmm. and um, oh, I didn't even mention he's a musician. He, I mean, he just he, he's just an all-around dude, man. He's one of these guys that's just talented, but... Dude, I love that uh, I love that you took the time out, and I guess it's funny how I was writing down your episode, how I wanted it to go, yeah. and I was like, well, how do I start it? Well, I, and then so I just said, you know, you know screw it. I'm just going to start from the very first day I met you. We, I remember that day, and I think you remember that day. It was yeah, in I do. Terry Isaac's 
history class at South Plains College. Yeah, I had a Red Wings mug or no, something. No, no, it was a St. Louis Blues mug. Yes, That's what it was. Yes, St. Yeah, Louis Blues. St. Louis Blues. And, and I didn't even like hockey. I mean, I, I didn't. I just liked them because they were from St. Louis. But you had a St. Louis Blues coffee mug. It's the very first class in college I ever had. I didn't even know they were a hockey team. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, but when you walked in with that St. Louis Blues mug, coffee mug, I went, and you sat kind of next to me. And yeah. I went, hey, you yeah. like the Blues? And you went, who? what's that? And I went, oh, it's your coffee mug. I was like, that's a, I like that. Yeah. I like that hockey team. And you go, okay, well, that's cool. So we really didn't say much more than yeah. that. Yeah. But then later that afternoon, we were in the same television class. Yeah. And I was like, well, at least I know that guy. I've talked to him already. Little and we, we know. Yeah. And, and, and we sat down next. I sat down next to you, dude. And you welcomed me in. And, oh, my gosh. It couldn't have been a better. I mean, it, it was like, um, I mean, if I was a gay man, it would have just been, you know, love at first sight. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, well, it's, uh, and we, we hit it off right off the bat. You just, you, you meet people with that similar spirit and, um you just make an immediate connection with them mm-hmm. and you were that you were that guy and you know we're both right out of high school yeah. and uh you know south plains college wasn't um a huge place to to end up in fact my folks lived right across the street from campus but mm-hmm. still a new world to a to an 18 year old kid and uh you're always looking to make connections there and uh, you were you were one of the first man i know and I, I, I we'll talk about your family we'll get into some of that a little bit later on but uh so here's what happens is that Benji and I, we, we, uh, we get along and we figure out that we're kind of a pe- peas in a pot, two peas in a pot. Anybody who went to school with us back in at South Plains wow. Junior College would know that, that they know. So, um, and, and <laughs> so, um, uh, we were kind of the Luke, well, Bo and Luke Duke. Of yeah. A little South bit. Plains. Yeah. I mean, very different, <laughs> but, but very, but, but very outgoing and very, um, I don't, I don't, I don't know, personable, not a, not, never met a stranger. And then when you put us two together, it was just double. Like, yeah. it was like double the fun, double the, uh, the, I don't know what you want. I don't know how to say it, but the, the, the atmosphere doubled whenever we walked into a room. Yeah. And I could feel it. I fed off of you, you feed off of me. Yeah. And we've always done that. We have to this very day. I mean, when we get together. So here's the thing. So it, it might have been the next semester, but we still, we, we, we became friends. And uh, I love that we had classes together. But the next semester, we had this TV show called Weekday SPC. Yeah. And funny how it's called Weekday SPC, but it aired monthly. So, <laughs> <laughs> I, never, I never realized that. <laughs> I think it was once a month or something. But yeah. it was a like a, I don't know what kind of show it is. Like a, a, what do you call, I mean, you're a news guy, a TV guy. It's, you know, it's, just, it's just stories, like packages that are just like Texas Country Reporter kind of thing where there's a host – but then they just introduce different it was really stories. Just a kind of a training platform yeah, for, to, for TV to, people to show yeah. kids that thought they might want to be yeah. in that industry, um, kind of what the process was. There was no real journalism involved. Yeah, and, <laughs> but but one of the greatest instructors of all time with oh, John Sparks. Yeah, I mean, greatest it, it, programs it, it, in the in the in, country. In the country, he's one of our our mentors, and and I just can't say enough good things about him. But I'll never forget this, and I'm gonna and you're gonna know what I'm talking about. I was sitting with you at, I won't, I mean, maybe it was at somebody's house in Leveland, whatever. We had to come back to take that class in the evening. And that was to be on that show. Yeah, it was which, the staff class. Yeah. And so um, in between our last class and that class, there might have been a bottle of Jack Daniels. That yeah, involved. We, involved. Yeah. And then we, I remember us talking and we were thinking, should we go to class? Because we, we are. Well, we, we, were, we were hosting that week. Well, well we tried out. That was the tryouts. You're right. You're right. <laughs> and so what we both talked about, we're like, hey, we should uh, 
try out. But man, we're we've been. Man, I know we smelled like a. I mean, like like Jack Daniels. We, yeah. if, if Jack Daniels, the man, had a smell, that's what we smelled like. I think. Yeah. And uh, but we walked in, and we didn't plan anything, dude. We just but no we script. and we we uh, just. I mean, it was straight improv, and it was like hands down we were going to host that episode. So you and I hosted that episode, and it was awesome. And I'll give anybody if anybody has tape of that, I've lost it. I don't have it. I used to have it, but uh, Benji and I hosted that show, and it was amazing. I can find it in a town and country bargain bin Maybe somewhere. So. I don't know. Oh, I, I, what I remember about that is um, John Sparks had this great idea that you and I were trying to avoid because we'd just become friends, but I knew you went to friendship. Right. And I went to Leveland, and no. <laughs> people from Friendship and Leveland back then didn't like each other. And John wanted to exploit that and yep. had us wear our, our letter jackets. Yep. But well, I wore Donnie Hart's letter jacket, but that's okay. That's just something behind the scenes now that people can know. Like VH1 behind the music. Well, that inflamed me even more because Donnie was so much better than me and ended up playing at Tech and know. you know wore us out so many times. Well, because my letter jacket barely looked like a letter jacket. I would have to put the F like... Donnie had all these patches on everywhere, so it just yeah. looked badass. So... Uh, but, but yeah, so we did, we hosted and we did, and he did play us off of each other that way. I mean, yeah. uh, off of it level worked. land and it worked and it was, a, it was a wonderful episode. It was, I mean, and, and the rest is history for you and me. I mean, yeah. and then long like, history it, it long. And then you, you asked me like a couple of times, like, Hey, you, you used to do the South Plains college basketball on the radio. And I was just, I was like, uh, I was so focused on that and, and mesmerized by you doing that. I was like, I'll go with you. I'll, I'll drive. I'll go with you. You were the color man. Well, I didn't really, you didn't even let me talk that much, but you were like, you were, <laughs> you, you were afraid I was going to say so. I'm getting a similar sensation right now. <laughs> well, this is my show. Damn it. So, uh, uh, yeah, I get it. But, uh, but I just want to say, man, it, it was, uh, it was so, I mean, I, it's, I'm trying to make people understand like the, uh, the level of play. We, we, we just, we just get along. We just play as Matt Damon said in, uh, Goodwill Hunting. When he sat down at the piano, I mean Mozart could sit down at the piano and just play. He could look at math and just play. You and I get together yeah. and we can just play, and that's it. Something to be said when you meet somebody, you know them for an hour, and you're finishing each other's sentences. Absolutely, you know. So. And and then it and then it and then it progressed into like the next semester. Uh, you you would have me come over to your house, and we would have coffee with your parents. You introduced me to your parents, and yeah. Yeah. and man, I'm gonna tell you right now. I've never been in, in into a an environment that was like a house like that, the word that your family was so warm. That's yeah. the word I, I would uh, sure. use to like describe them. Yep. We would just drink coffee, and I didn't drink coffee back then. I, you were the first person to introduce me to coffee, and I was like, "Dude, what?" And we would drink coffee, and it's actually just milk with a little little bit spot of coffee. <laughs> so, no, it was so, dude, it's so. Uh, uh, and the friendship, I mean, your mom was so awesome. Your dad was great. And I would walk in, and and your brother would be asleep usually, and he'd be like, "Hey, sh- <laughs> keep it down." And He's I mean, dude, it'd be, it'd be eight, but he ate in the morning, and he would be, uh, you know, he'd be. Asleep. I'm like, dude, and we would be just as loud as we are now. You got up early back then. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, and uh, uh, speaking of Jeremy, man, he's going to be on the show. Uh, oh, good for, I, good I've talked for to him. him yeah. uh, your brother Jeremy, man, that, that guy. We'll talk about him a little bit too. But um, but man, don't you remember that? Dude? We would just sit, and sometimes we would go to class, and sometimes we wouldn't. Yeah, so. I remember you were a little more devoted to uh, to going to class after I um, dropped the uh, algebra two the very second day. But um, well, your family was great too, Ty. I do remember those days. It started a long, 
long relationship that I'm glad to say we, we never skip a beat no matter how long it, we go. But, uh, right. you know, what I remember about your family, they're exact same way. Yep. And, um, you know, we, we swapped mom, mom and dad, um, <laughs> mom, moms and dads uh, yeah. over the years. And you're, and I, I specifically remember there was a semester there where I had taken a full-time job at, well, KCBD uh, all mm-hmm. those years ago, still there today. But, yep. um, and I uh, was talking to you about I might have to sit out my last semester and because um, I was working full time and kind of kind of on my own, you know, yeah. um, paying my own bills. And that was kind of the principles my parents laid out. If I wanted to be an adult, I had to act like one. And <laughs> uh, even when I was you know 19 and but your dad uh, got wind of that somehow. I don't know how, but yeah. And he uh, we were at the house and he sent me he took me in the kitchen where nobody was. I remember Jay was over mm-hmm. and he sat me down and Jerry said, um, uh, son, listen, don't sit out a semester. The odds of you going back after sitting out are not good. You need to get your education, and I'll write you a check right now and pay for it if you can't afford it. And, man, that meant so much yep. to me and stuck with it. And I, I know it, man. That's a, and, and that's the way my dad will always do stuff like that, but not to want anybody to know. Just do stuff. And you told you didn't even tell me that then. You told me that years later that yeah. he had done that. And that's yeah. it didn't surprise me, but um, it – Man, it was just like amazing. I mean, because that's something he would do. Like he would, man, he volunteered at the Lions Club. You know, he always get, donated money to places, and that doesn't surprise me. But my dad loved you, man. Well, and was... he he really did. I really think he wanted you to be his son more than when he met you. Like he was like, that's <laughs> well, what I was had. In, that's what he had in mind. I think he he already had Jay. So <laughs> well, that's, that's true. A lot to live up to there, but. Um, and Kippy, <laughs> okay. Yeah, but no, you're you're. There's something about the conviction in his voice. You had to take him serious, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but, and and speak. Okay, so look, get this. I asked a few people uh, this week. I said uh, I sent out a little, a little feeler to some people, and I said, describe Benji Sneed. Oh, sh- yeah. And so uh, oh, shoot. Listen to this. Listen to this. I got this. Consider quote. your audience. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I know. <laughs> That's the thing. I was. I didn't know what I was going to get, but. Uh, are you ready? Oh, I don't know. Um, this person said, when I first met Benji, I knew he was Ty's friend. I thought, oh, my, what these two can do together. Both funny, creative, very charming. They're quite a pair together. Benji's one of the most personable people I've ever met and always makes you feel like the most important person in the room. Wow. Who do you think said that? Julie. She did. That's Julie King right I, there, man. You sound like her. <laughs> Dude, she, and, uh, you know, she just you loves gotta you. You got to tell your viewers that you're not, I'm, we're not cheating over <laughs> well, here. Hey, mm-hmm. hey, I, she's not the only person I ask, okay? So we're starting, right. we're just started off on Fair a positive enough. note. And I want to let the people out there know that Benji has been in the media industry for forever. And uh, in the local media me- industry here in, in Lubbock. So uh, the, he's the news director, which if you don't know, at, at KCBD News Channel 11 here in Lubbock. And if you don't know what that is, it's pretty much the boss. Uh, of the news, what you see that comes out on the air. Right. Um, fair to say. Sure. And, uh, and so listen to this. So I, I, you, you go one way, I kind of go the other after college. And, and I mean, I lost, I, I, I was lived in Biloxi, Mississippi. I thought I was, you know, hot shit, lose my job down there. I come back to Lubbock with my tail between my legs and didn't know what I was going to do with myself. Right. You had just become the news director at Channel 11, maybe a year before. As a young man, I mean, dude. What year, what year was that? That was probably 2001, 2002, 2003, somewhere in there. So I've been in there a couple of years, yeah. Yeah. And uh, I just man, I just drove up to the station in a 1980 Toyota pickup, dude. I mean, it was that beat up 
it was I was driving in high school. I started driving it again because yeah. I had nothing. Dude, and you hired me. I mean, not not. You, I asked you. I said, "Do you have a job?" And you said, "Maybe." Uh, and y'all had a little third spot in the sports department open yeah. for me, and it yeah. was. Dude, you 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 invited me, and I had to audition and everything. But I remember Emily Jones telling me she goes. I had a say in whether we hired you, but I really didn't have a say whether we. Yeah, she was. <laughs> there was a power of suggestion in there somewhere, because because I, I I told him I said you know this isn't me forcing my friend into your department. You, you wait, this guy's talented and and you and you proved it. I think the only uh, thing I had to convince you of was when I asked you if you could afford to work there. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what it was, and dude, when you said that, I remember, and I was like, well. Whatever the pay is, it's 100% more than I'm making right now. That's so, funny. And, uh, man, and I there's such a greatest time in my life. I met some of the greatest friends in my life during that time. And, you know, Greg Miller and people in other, on other stations that yeah. are just, like I had David Collier on, on, on this, like my fourth episode. He was, and he's still one of my greatest friends. But, dude, like you, it was weird, man, because I would walk in every day at the station and all the reporters and the photographers are there. And I'd walk, sometimes I'd walk right in and walk into your office and sit down. And yeah. they were all like, dude, wh- who the hell do you think you are? And I go, oh, I, but I know Benji as Benji. Right. That, as, I don't know him as the news director. It, it, and I needed to learn a little boundary there because there was a little bit of, like, hey, you needed to be uh, the boss. Right. But also, I was kind of your double agent. I was kind of your secret agent. You my mole. Yeah, a little bit. Well, what you don't, what you don't know is is um, the the truth about that is I told him not to come in my office because I was intimidated by him. I was a I was a twenty six year old news director that didn't know what he was doing, um, not quite ready for any job I've ever taken. Yeah, and oh, um, man. Th- those guys were you know I I thought I was the I thought I was um, um uh, an average in, of, of average intelligence, and I just walked into the smart building. You know, yeah, when, you, <laughs> when you, it's pretty intimidating. Well, and you also had to manage one of the greatest weathermen in the history of the world, and Jonathan Novak. So, oh my goodness, <laughs> second greatest, second okay, yeah, okay, but you know that'll be on the quiz later. Yeah, the first is <laughs> Jonathan Novak was a weather weekend weather guy that I had to uh, the. I had a pleasure to work with at some times and he ended up being on the bachelor. Yeah. And Jonathan, I mean, he's just, it's a, it's crazy. I how, think when the girl went to kiss him, he started crying. Uh, so I don't remember what happened, but uh, <laughs> anyway, it was crazy. But, uh, um, but man, we had so much fun at, at channel 11 and I, I got to see you doing your job and I always knew you were, you were talented and whatever you were going to do, but I got to see you in action and it was like, dude, you're the most focused and like, how do you, Tell me what a news director does, because people don't, tell what the people, what does a news director do? What does your day look like? Duck. I know, but, <laughs> <laughs> but for the people, like, I want you people to know, when you watch the local news and the news credits come down, it's the first one, it says news director, and it's, and it's your name. So your name is on that product. Sure. And so, but, but walk me through what a news director does, because I don't think a people, I don't think people know how it works. They see Karen, and they see Abner, sure. and they see Pete, and they see John, yeah. and that's what they see. Well, um... First and foremost, you you've got to um, try to gain the respect of your staff, especially mm-hmm. at, uh, at a young age when you inherit a bunch of smart people that most of them were older than you and better educated, and yeah. um, you um, you get kind of handed the handed the ball and you know you get knocked down by that um, 
that that all state linebacker every now and then. Yep. And but you got to win the loyalty of your staff and and prove not that you're the smartest guy in the room, but prove that you'll lead by example and you wouldn't ask anybody to do anything that you wouldn't attempt to do. Probably not as good. Mm-hmm. Um, but a news director in general, you know, in charge of the day to day and um, got just you got just got to hire smart people. You know, and that's I've always said if I can find if I can find and hire, uh, train and retain people that are smarter than me, I won't have to work that hard. Right. So I've, I've had ups and downs there, but day to day you run, you, you yeah. know, you run the, well, run okay, the meetings. How did they and, start? What, what, how, and you decide. Sure. Just tell me. I, could, I mean, tell me specifically. Right. I mean, you gave me a, a real generic uh, soundbite answer kind of right there. Just to, tell me specifically how your day works. Okay. So. Uh, before I get to work, I've I've usually you know I say read the newspaper. I've usually downloaded the the right. newspapers, see what the competition's up to. Um, you know, I listen to uh, anymore. I've I've got a, a skill set on Alexa where I'll catch up with all the national news, see what's going on out out there. Which landscape of that is won't even go there. Right. Uh, no. No. The no, state yeah. of that stuff these days. But right. Find out what they think's important and. And, you know, just kind of stay up to date and plugged in, get to work. Uh, we have a 9 o'clock. Uh, actually, it's 9.30 now since the merger with, with Fox, but uh, 9.30 editorial meeting. That setting really is where we um, c- kind of get the ingredients for the meal we're going to be cooking later that day and, and, and what is a, a, a newscast and, right. and what, we, what we're going to do on digital. Um, we'll make assignments to uh, staff members to go out and go out and get it. And then we'll keep up with them in between, kind of mentor the, the story, um, you know, development along the day with the individual uh, reporters assigned to it. Meet back at 2 o'clock. The 2 o'clock editorial meeting is more uh, decisions about what goes where and format and yep. presentation. And also it, it's, a, it's a place to kind of um, run, run some traps because when you have a young staff, it's a revolving door of young journalists that really aren't taught how to do this in college. Right. Um, they're really you, not. You, that's true. I use that meeting not only to, to 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 lay out the plan for the day and the different newscasts. We do fifty three hours of news a week, mm-hmm. um, and so we're you know any given day um, we're on the air with a newscast, even if it's if it's digital. So a lot of that is processed through, and there's some traps there that a, that a journalist can uh, you know that needs the training in a Lubbock, Texas market. So I use it as a training ground to talk about processes and government um, structure and you know if if you assign a reporter to a a city council meeting and the assignment is to uh, you know cover the 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 vote on taxes or whatever you got to do a little bit education with that person because they don't know how how Lubbock is is uh, structured and so I I use that to kind of have everybody hear the same thing Mm -hmm. because the, the advantage I really do have is you know they're 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 always the same like Matthew McConaughey said I keep getting older they stay the same age yeah, exactly. so most of the time the guys right. that have been there any any period of time they're the smartest guys yeah. in the room and so we do some education there then we then they go and they execute and then I'll I use the afternoons uh, for planning and you know strategy stuff long term recruiting right and then about four thirty I'll engage with. Um, uh, the five o'clock news. Look at look through the scripts. Um, we've got a great uh, producer anchor, Christy Harton. The that, best, that the I, absolute. That's who I had to anchor with all, a lot. Yeah, I don't and have I, to worry about right about her because she's um, been doing this just about as long as I have. Uh, and then I'll go through the lineups at uh, at six o'clock. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll um, c- 
you know, go through mainly. But, but you, but you can make that call whether well, what's what you lead with and what right. you will be put maybe in a, a second or third story or even it goes in the next after the commercial. Sure, after the B, B block is what they call it. But you make you the final say on that, right? For yeah. the most part. Well, yeah. Or I know you ult- trust ult- like Christie. Ultimately, and, and I'm re- yeah. Ultimately, I'm buck stops with me, so I'm responsible for it. But right. I try to build processes and systems into it to where there's some uh, enough autonomy to where they're they're getting it right most mm-hmm. of the time and yeah. it's and all things being equal I won't I won't pick a fight with a producer that that chose one lead story over the other as long as they can defend it gotcha you know there are some days when I'm like you know um, especially weather cuz you know newscast producers don't consider weather news and it's <laughs> the you know 70% of people tune in and that's the one thing they know they want right so sometimes when weather's a big deal or something in the forecast i need to bump that up a little higher but yeah decide that and just uh, keep the training going with right. the, with the new folks and and you're also do the, the the well you do the majority of the hiring so and, and what people also need to realize at home is lubbock is is a what they consider a stepping stone market it's an intense training ground for Inten- young there, that's what's okay there's the better there's the better <laughs> definition of it so what what you call that a revolving door but uh you get resume tapes and you get t- i mean all that and so when one person leaves because you see that a lot in lubbock like you'll see these these reporters will do a story and, they, for, and they'll be here for a year and then they, and then all of a sudden they're gone they, they, they leave when they get good yeah and that's the thing <laughs> like you know you, you ran into that with like uh burt burt mumolo oh, sure. one of the greatest reporters i've first ever first reporter i hired as news director really and that was good could have been better i mean unbelievable and uh and so damn he was like dude that guy i mean you and i would go out to dinner sometimes when i worked at channel 11 and you would be like dude that guy is it blows my mind and yeah. you would be like but you can never tell him <laughs> That. And then no. I said that. Yeah, you're like, you can't ever – don't tell him I said that. Well, he but, knows uh, what I think about him. He's, he's yeah. in Oklahoma oh. now. He still yeah. calls me every now and then about stuff. He still calls me boss, which yeah. is, which cracks me up. That's but funny. He's probably the greatest storyteller I've seen come through Lubbock other than Karen McKay. Yeah. Oh, there you go. And But you know what's funny is like even Burt Mumolo, man, he would uh, – Burt would stop in and he would tell me. He would go, dude, I can't wait for your Friday Night Hero segment every week. He goes – that, he goes, because I would just end that little story, player of the week, I'd say, when that's what makes him the Friday Night Hero. He's like, dude, that's what makes you the Friday Night Hero. I take it back. He's the second greatest <laughs> no, storyteller. No, dude, no, I, dude, I was <laughs> no good. But but even Bert to this day will text, uh, send me messages on Facebook or comments. Yeah. He goes, that's Friday Night Hero stuff right there. Nice. I know, and it's awesome. Like, dude, nice. he remembers that. You know, that's, it makes you feel good. But um, People are usually good at what they love, and you love that stuff. Man, I, well, yeah, that's true. I did love uh, – uh, I loved doing that, and that was a great environment for me, man. And it just being in the—I'll never forget though the first day I was in that sports office. That sports office is—I is, mean, it was back. I don't know if it's still the same now, but six by six. six it's tiny, right? It's <laughs> tiny. And I'd be in there, you know, trying to edit something together or put something together. It's the size of a prison cell. Yeah, and so I, I, it, 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 exactly. And you're in there with three people, well, two. I, I mean, sometimes three. And uh, I never forget the first time, man. It was my first week or so I was in there. John Robinson, the, I mean, he's legend weatherman. You know, that's been here forever. You have Karen yeah. Abner and John. And John, I've been watching him my whole life, you know. And John would just poke his head in. Mm-hmm. He'd go, hey, guys. You guys going out Friday night football tonight? Hey. Yeah. Might take a jacket. Okay. See you later. He's and the, I was like, dude, I just got a personal forecast from John Robinson. <laughs> he's the, unlike most TV personalities, he's the same guy, 100%. person that you see on the air. 100%. He's like, I tell you what, as a matter of fact. <laughs> as a matter of fact. As a matter of fact, it's going to be a. Uh, we're going to write that on his uh, headstone, as a matter of fact. As a matter of fact. And, and I love that, dude. And I, and I uh, it was such a, 
atmosphere. I was around creative people, like, like uh, kind of my kind of people sure. for a while, and I, that was good for me. But um, I want to get into another quote that I got. That I got. Yeah, okay. we got off got off track there. Yeah, I want to get times. another quote that I got that I heard uh, or that I, I reached out to some people and oh uh, this guy. The, uh, oh, I just gave it away. Said this guy. So it's a, it's a male. Okay. But uh, he said Benji has a talent for grasping the moment. Few people I've ever known use experience to their advantage like Benji does. He is smart. He remembers just about everything he sees and hears. He complements that by drawing on other people's experience. The result is someone who is a step or two ahead of most people. Uh, build attorney on? Uh, no. I know who that is, but I would not have reached out to him. Yeah, I would uh, wonder that, why that, you that, would, but that but sounds it, like something he would yeah, say. That, wow. that, that, that is the uh, – you want me to tell you? Or you, you Abner? Abner, you're resting. Oh, yeah. I got it on the second try. Yeah, you got it on the second Read try. it again you know, because he's dude, never said anything I good know. About See, me. this is what I'm saying. I've got it, I've got it now. It's on tape, dude. You got this on tape. Yeah. Uh, Abner, uh, I asked Abner, and he, and he uh, responded back to me, which I love. Abner. I have some awesome. great stories about Abner. Yeah, but Benji is a talent for grasping the moment. Few people I've ever known who's experienced their advantage like Benji does. He is smart remembers just about everything he sees and hears. He compliments that by drawing on other people's experience. The result is someone who is a step or two ahead of most people. And he also added tid- a little anecdote there. Just Benji could have had a career in music. And Benji is the best impersonator I've ever met. <laughs> and he's right about that. Dude. You could do so many impersonations. Other than the so music much. part, I, <laughs> I, I, I could turn around and, and say the exact same you stuff to, uh, about Abner. because, yeah. And he's been a mentor of mine for years, obviously. you you got to have Abner Uresti's support if you're going to try to run Abner Uresti's newsroom. But um, I worked for many years before I heard him say good job. Or had yeah. some sort of endorsement about the job I was doing because um, nobody succeeds back there without Abner's support. Well, and here's the thing: you come in to be the news director, right? And 2001, whatever was that? Right about that? Yeah. Dude, he's already been the main news anchor there for 1980. Since 19, yeah. So he's and managing editor. And here comes this, uh, you know, snot nosed kid. Yeah. Coming That's in. what I was. I mean, just he's I'll like. I'll tell you the first. So uh, tell me, tell me, tell me your best Abner story well, that you can I, tell I, me. I'll tell you the the. My first Abner story in terms of um, us working together, I was the marketing guy, promotions guy, and so my job was to make them look good. And it wasn't hard when you got people like Abner and, and Karen, yeah. and, I mean, and Abner was doing pretty hard-hitting stories back then, and so we could promote the content along with the personality. And so I saw, you know, some success doing that and moonlighted as a as a writer on some of the stories that the reporters would come and ask me if I'd help them with and uh, somebody got wind of that and um, moved me into the news department, and um, I did the assignments desk for a couple of a couple of years, about eighteen months, and then news director job came open. Um, Bill Attorney on who I mentioned a while ago That's right, yeah. told me he wanted me to pitch the job, and I was uh, very nervous. I didn't want to do it, and I went into his office and I said, um, "You know, I think it might be time Abner become news director," and. Uh, you know, I would love to apply for the assistant news director job. And Bill looked at me and he said, why would you do that? You just blocked your path. I've already talked to Abner. He's not interested. <laughs> and thank God he wasn't. Yeah. But I stopped him in the hall before it was public that I was, you know, pitching the job, so to speak. Yeah. And um, I said, hey, so I just want to know if I could have your support and, I, and, and what you think about, about that idea. And he looked at me and he said, I'm not concerned with your ability on the presentation end. Mm-hmm. He said, but you don't know anything about journalism. <laughs> and 
it, they, it, it was hard to hear that, <laughs> yeah, but no he shit. was he was completely right. And um, you know, I knew what they taught in 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 school, and I had watched a lot of it, and I knew how to write, but um, little did I know how little I really knew and how much I didn't know. And you, you know, you don't know what you know, and so I promised him that I would bust my butt to figure that out as quickly as I could mm-hmm. and um, make sure that I took advantage of his experience along the way. And I did. Boy, I wore him out. And I got <laughs> a lot of credit for a lot of Abner ideas over the yeah. years. Well, dude, he, he's one of the – he is he, he's even-keeled. I mean, for the most – I mean, I, I, he takes his work seriously. A key to longevity for him, yeah. Right. But I'll never forget, though, I'd anchored a few times on, you know – on the air, I mean, but, but I was usually weekends with uh, you know Christy Hart and that yep. now. So she and I would be on the on the set together, or whatever. But I will never forget the first time I got to anchor on a weeknight. A six, it was six o'clock news. I was doing six and ten, and it was with Karen and Abner. I mean, like you said, these are people I grew up with. I mean, these are people you grew up with. Same. The, the, these people because they're. The, it's weird how television works. Well, we learned this in college, but you really didn't, you really didn't in learn theory it in theory, right? But you didn't see it. Like these people or in your what comes out of that television comes into your living room that's in your home yeah. and that you need to trust those people and feel and it's like Karen and Abner are those people well, most that, people go to bed with them every night absolutely so and, to and, speak so yeah exactly <laughs> so uh and that's what I'm I sat down I was sat down next to him and I'm in it's in the commercial before sports and uh Abner I mean we're in the commercial man and I'm yeah I mean I'm telling you I'm shaking like a dog shit in a peach I remember seat. that. Yeah, and I'm and I'm just nervous. I hadn't been nervous really with uh in the weekends, but I just I was sitting there and Abner goes, "Hey man, you ready to do this?" And I go, "I think so, Abner. I think I mean, we're sitting on the desk. It's 30 seconds to lock right. in here and he goes, "Just relax, man. Just don't screw it up." <laughs> I've heard that before. And I looked over at him and it's like, "All right, Ty, you're on in 3." I'm like, "Oh my god." Yeah, I, I remember that. <laughs> it was but the, the thing about Karen and Abner is, is you know, and it's it's one word anymore. Karen and Abner. Karen, yeah, it's one word. <laughs> and when one of them's gone, it just doesn't feel right. Right. You know, and right. they're on there. But the, the amazing thing to me is I keep waiting for, you know, because they'll retire together. You know, they're smart enough to know that they're they're going to they, – they've been a team this whole time. They'll go yeah. out as a team. Yeah. And I keep waiting for them to walk in and – Tell me, you know, we've been doing this long enough. We think we're going to give you, uh, you know, our, our year's notice or whatever, And um, which, you know, I dread the day. I, I'm like that yeah. airline stewardess when she's pointing at the exits. Yeah. I'm getting out before you're getting out. That's how I feel about them. But the, the amazing thing is um, they, they, they haven't done that, and they are at – literally the top of their game right now yeah, they are they, they've, they've never they've really got more been people yeah. watching them at six and ten yeah than uh the history uh, of course since i've been there but all the way back to 1980 i mean they're 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 just as popular as, as they've ever been the longest and running anchor duo in the country by far right it's, it's not, not even it's never close. been contested we've we've tried yeah. to find somebody to yeah to uh, call us out but that yeah. they are the longest running in the yeah. country it is one word karen and abner you're right now, let, let me ask you this so um I, I get frustrated with people. Uh, I, I, I've said this at the very first episode of my podcast. This, this right. show is not about politics. and I, I, You can go somewhere else for that. Because, one, I'm not smart enough. And, two, it's just you, there's a thousand places you can go to hear that stuff. 
But when it comes to media, especially these days, yeah, yeah. So I, I would like for this podcast to be something you can listen to and be like, hey, you know, this is something different, and I don't have to worry about it. But when it comes to media, let's say like I read on on Facebook the news KCBD uh, page, they post a story, right? Let's say it's the, and, and I'm not talking about the actual. Uh, I don't want to get into whether it's right or, but let's say it's the COVID numbers for today or right. whatever it might be. And then I'll see people underneath, you know, the comment on it, like they're just feeding you this bullshit. They know it's a bunch of, bu- and I'm, I'm wanted to, I mean, or, you know, you're being controlled. So I want people to hear it from the news director. Sure. You get the numbers just from the health department. Right. It's not like you go as a news director or I mean, go, well, you know what? This isn't what the people want to hear. Yeah. Or, right? I mean, well, and, so and, and when people say like, hey, the, the media is controlling you, whatever. I mean, how do, especially on a local level, how do you respond to that? Well, first of all, we have to, we have to check ourselves. And, and now more than ever, it's important that we not only know who we are, but we have a tight filter on that stuff. Because the people that are reporting those numbers, I don't even know if they know how accurate they are. So we're very judicious about, um, and we have thresholds and filters to say, okay, is is this something, you know, is this just another day where we're rattling out numbers? But is there a real story behind today's Mm -hmm. numbers? You'll notice we don't send them out every day like we used to. Right. This thing has has evolved, um, and it's driven by the appetite of the audience. And in Lubbock, Texas, um, the the most interesting thing in the newscast isn't necessarily the daily COVID numbers. And so... But it, it, with social media, it's a little different animal because what happens is you post any story with any opposing view. That has two two different sides. But as the know. outlet, you don't have a view, right? We don't. Yeah, but that's what if, I'm saying. But if there's a if there's a, a one opi- one opinion, if there's a question about do you believe in in masks, if yeah. there, if that's raised in a story, uh-huh. you know, by some third party or whatever. What happens in those social media posts is uh, it starts out with a, a debate about the issues, and by the end of the thread, people are just attacking each other. Right, I know, so. and it's uh, it, that's what I'm, I'm I'm trying to get through to people that uh, you know they, they'll just say, oh well, you know, KCBD is just in with the the mainstream media people, sure. and I'm like, and I just I want to look at these people and go, do you know that these are people that you live and work and and co- congregate with and communicate with every day yeah. like you and, and karen and abner and producers and yep. the, these people aren't to me nobody's sitting there going you know what i want to change the world's mind or the, the, the lubbock's mind about uh what even if it's a some local issue well it's a tough battle because we're affiliated with um, a network nbc right but that and doesn't change your story locally well it doesn't but we're because of the affiliation we all get lumped into the same pot with a lot yeah, of folks, sure. and so I, it's 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 more difficult now than ever to, um, to convince folks that we don't have control over what the networks say. Now, yeah. what we put in our newscast that the networks say has to be uh, vetted because yeah. there's a lot of bias out there these days. Sure, and so yeah, but, but it's it's hard to make that distinction. But yeah, we we don't um, um, we're about the community. You right. know, and this isn't a, a, a canned answer. It, it, it's the no. truth. I mean, we, if, if it is the truth, the that's what that I want people not, to understand. Yeah. And there's research that shows um, local news is still winning. It's uh, we're it. Yeah, we're all that really remains in the terms of the the uh, psyche of trust 
with the masses. You know, yeah. the research says people still trust their local news. Yes. The network's off the chart. People, they, nobody knows what the truth is anymore out there. Yeah. And I don't mind saying that. And I respond to our viewers in that, you know, somebody will go off on a rant about something Lester Holt said. And, um, you know, I've, I've you know, kind of got my, my hand slapped um, by, by um, the, the powers that be for responding to viewers with what essentially is the truth, which is, I agree. And I'll tell them that. I agree with you. That was biased. Here's the difference. But here's how our affiliation works. Here's the difference in our, uh, you know, um, uh, approach and relationship and we don't um, put network stories in our news that have the slightest hint of, I say we don't. Some things get through, fall through the cracks, well, but w- we, we have a process in place to do that, and yeah. we still win because of it. Right. That's just what I just, I just can't. Thanks for st- saying that. Yeah. And I just, it just bothers me to no end because I've been in that newsroom. It bothers me that it bothers you. Yeah. <laughs> so I just, I mean, <laughs> <but> he, <laughs> I don't want to say something right now. So <laughs> always. No, wait, wait, wait. Wait, never. Never. No, always Always check check your references. references. (laughs) That's an inside joke. Your viewers, your your listeners out there are going, they're looking at each other's notes. No, no. And one of the worst things you can do ever on a podcast, when I listen to, is do inside jokes with people because nobody gets it. And that's just, people are just like, what does that mean? I'm turning this shit off. That's an inside joke. Well, actually, we might talk about it a little bit, but... um, but I just want to, I want to wring people's neck sometime, not wring their neck. I just want to be like, dude, I've been in that newsroom. There's, I mean, there's not a reporter going to the courthouse or the, uh, the health department meeting or something going, you know what? No, whatever they told me that's wrong. And I'm going to do, I'm mean, dude, you're just reporting whatever you're just reporting the news, the, yeah. the facts. Well, I, don't, there's a, I don't know what I'm, I, I just want people to know that like nobody's behind the curtain going, well, we're doing it. We're going to do it this way because you know, there's it, a t- like if somebody, it would be to me it, it correlates to like if Monterey played Coronado or Monterey played uh, say somebody from Dallas in football and we're like well, you know what it'd be better if Monterey won let's change the score so we're going to tell everybody right. that Monterey won yeah we don't do that I mean, but- that's what I'm saying it's like dude what, what, what I mean these people that that they drive me nuts I just want you to I just want to put that out well there. and I, I that's I, fake news it's fake news it's sure. fake. I'm like dude what the hell is this oh, that's man? my favorite phrase yeah. I know I'm like well you know it's like my favorite one of my favorite travis tritt songs is uh best of intentions mm-hmm. we don't always get it right uh but we try real hard yeah there you go <laughs> i mean and i love it so okay but but that's that's kind of what I, i'm okay i'm glad i got that out of the way uh, thank you for that rant over rant over exactly so now let's uh, wake everybody what, okay. back oh, up you know what benji's gonna play tied down today and i think it's a great time to play that okay tied down. Yeah, it's a it's a little game i play with all my guests oh, and uh there can be a winner and there can be a loser. I do have one. I think uh, people are. You've uh, seen me lose. <laughs> it's, it's, not called, it's called win, lose, or tie, by the way. <laughs> but this, this game I play, uh, J- Jamie Barry was the only person that's ever lost. But he also reappeared on the show and he won the second Redeemed time. himself. Yeah. But he's still the only person that's ever lost. But he so, played the guitar better than I can, I don't so I'll so. respect him for no, that. No, no, you know, he can't. But uh, well, maybe he can. I don't know. Okay. But here's the rules of the game, BG, And for the people I'm that ready. don't know. All right. Uh, I'm going to give you five questions. Um, there's not so much a time limit, but I'll tell you when your time is up. There's a right answer to every question, and that might be what my right answer is, whatever it is, okay? You tell me what you think the right answer is. I'll tell <laughs> what you. What is this? Okay, it's called Tied Down. And, uh, I feel after, like I'm about to play beer pong with Jimmy Fallon. Yeah, that's about what's about to happen. So, and, and after five, well, if, I, if I think you need a bonus question, I will give you a bonus question. 
we will go over the answers after the game is over. Okay? So you decide who wins, loses, or ties. We'll just figure that out. I'm ready. As we go. I'm ready. Okay? All right. Five questions. Benji, you are officially now. Benji Sneed, you are officially tied down. You ready? I'm ready. All right. Number one. What's the best Robert De Niro movie ever? Raging Bull. Number two. Geography. What planet is Luke Skywalker from? Alderaan. Number three. Sports. What's the only NFL team with no logo on their helmet? Oh, jeez. No logo. Five more seconds. Redskins. <laughs> number, number, <laughs> number four. What's, who's the best rock and roll lead guitarist of all time? Oh, gosh. That's like... There is one. you got to give the answer. Well, it's Jimmy. Who? Hendrix. Okay, Jimmy Hendrix. Number five. Name three actors that have played Batman. Uh, Michael Keaton, Christian Bale, Ben Affleck. Bonus question. Who has the better school song, Leveland or Friendship? I'm going with Friendship because Leveland is the same as text with different words. Right. Time is up. The are they the same? same? No. Friendship and level ends are the same. That's what I said. No, you said tech. But I meant friendship. Level end, friendship, same school song. Don't worry about that. The bonus question, you, could, you, you weren't going to get it I right. I actually knew that. Yeah, but anyway, it doesn't matter. Another bonus question. Just okay, no. <laughs> okay, you said best Robert De Niro movie, Raging Bull. I think you could have said any movie that he's been in, and I yeah. would have taken it, so I'll give you that. Right. Number two, what planet is Luke Skywalker from? You said Alderaan. The correct answer is Tatooine. On Tatooine. Yes, but damn it, the fact that you said Alderaan gives me a little credit. Well, you so know, the Emperor you, blew up Tatooine. Yes, he did. At he, the he end did. of Star Wars. So. Uh, dude, I mean... The fact that you knew that. Is that's pretty, a question it, for my brother. I know. And, that's, and it, it's, this was a question for him. Yeah. Um, you know, but I'm going to give you partial credit. Like, you get a half. Just for knowing a planet and Star Wars. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, even Alder. Yeah, it's like, that's, that's amazing. So, uh, who's the only NFL team with no logo on their helmet? I'll give you a chance to re-answer right now. You yeah. said Redskins. They're not even a t- – that's not even a r- – they're Washington football team now. But – Right. Um, I'll give you a chance to. I know think. it's got to be obvious. I just can't. no. It's not really obvious, but I mean, there is that one. There is one team. I mean, that plays with no. It's just there's nothing. You're a sports guy asking I a know. news guy. A I know, question. and that's but I, but I always ask a sports at least one sports question. I give up. Okay, it's the Cleveland Browns. It's just orange. Okay, they just have orange with stripes in the middle. I know who their quarterback is. Uh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right, best lead guitarist, rock and roll guitar. You said Jimi Hendrix. I'll take your word for it because I don't know. I would have said. I mean, you could have said anybody, and I would have probably just agreed. Well, when when a but, guy but like Jimmy, John Mayers asked that question, he, and he says, "I wake up every morning, look in the mirror, and I say, I'm still not Jimmy." Yeah, I'll take his word for it. Yeah, uh, my favorite lead guitarist ever is Eddie Van Halen, but he's great. But yeah, you're right. It's probably, Jimmy's probably the best. I well, mean, but that, Jimmy really no. Jimmy was the better because he he would light his guitar on fire and shit like that. You know. Yeah, that, that's like saying you know, um, what's better, chocolate or vanilla? Mm-hmm. Well, whatever's more American. I understand. <laughs> yeah, whatever it is. Yeah, exactly. Number five. This is where it comes down to this one. You oh. said name. I said name three actors that have played Batman, and you started it off with Michael Keaton, and that's correct. Though he's the very first one as far as movies. 
uh, I wouldn't have taken Adam West because he was in the well, TV Adam, shows. But he, but, uh, Adam West made a movie. It was terrible. Oh, was it really? Okay, well, still don't take So you, had, you said uh, Michael Keaton, and then you said Christian Bale, who I think was the best Batman. Yes. And then you said... Um, Val Kilmer. No, ben you did, Affleck. No, you said Ben Affleck, which both both of those would be correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you got it correct. You do win. All win, right. Lose, tie, we're tied down. Congratulations. You are officially untied. Benji, you have won the game. Is that... That's it. You don't win anything. You just that's just it. So I don't get over. another beer. You can drink another <laughs> beer. Yeah, that, that, you, you win that. You win that. Elspeth, um, thanks. Okay, man. Yeah, congratulations, man. This is great. Yeah. Good for you, Ty. This yeah. is fun. You got a great little. Dude, we're not done. We just, well, we just got to wake everybody up now. Yeah, there you go. Well, I like to I like to, uh, I like to change it up. Um, I'm gonna read you another quote. All right. How about this? Are, are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. Um, let me. Let me, I'm, I'm There's got to be something objective in there. I'm trying to find it on my on my uh, phone. Here it is. All right. Benji. And this is a good quote, too, because I agree, I agree with this. He, he empowers others. He is a deep thinker. It's honest, hardworking, and a man of his word. He is smart, insightful, a problem solver, has great perspective in situations. And he takes on big loads at the expense of himself. Oh, wow. Dude, that, I mean, I, nobody would ever say that about me. But it's so. <laughs> but, dude, that is a direct quote from somebody that I reached out to. Um, I'm going to get this right. Yes. Um, and I can't believe we can't prove we're not cheating over here. <laughs> that was my brother. You are wrong. Oh, my wow. Brother, you are wrong. <laughs> it was your mother. <laughs> Oh, just, I mean, we're a couple of letters off. We're one letter off, two, two letters off. That was off. Miss Anita Sneed, dude, and I love hey, it. She might have a future news writing now I'm telling retired. you, man, That's it was, I, I wrote. articulate. I, okay, here's what I said. I said, I just need to quote. I sent this out to several people. I just need a quote about Benji Sneed. Just tell me, and I said, describe Benji Sneed, colon, and just left it blank. Your mom. <laughs> she's Johnny on the spot, man. Well, bless her heart. She, didn't know what, she doesn't know what a podcast is because she's like, I don't want to miss this. When does it come out? Does it come out at 6.30 tonight? Because you knew you're coming over tonight at 6. I'm like, no, no, it comes out on Friday. Well, how do we listen? I go, okay. Well, okay. She goes, but I don't want to miss it. I go, well, it comes out Thursday night, Friday at midnight. But you can listen whenever you want. My mom listens on Friday mornings. My brother listens on Sunday mornings. You've just extended my evening by an hour because I'll call and explain it to her after this. <laughs> just, but I love her so much, dude. I love her so much. But it's okay. She's going to now start listening to Win, Lose, or Tie. I just gained a, uh, I just gained a fan. Well, now so. that I, now that I know that was my mother, all I heard was Benji doesn't take care of himself. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to look at something, though. I want you to look at this. Sorry, I Mom. said, no. I said, hey, I just need a quote. Whatever. Yeah. This is what she gave me, <laughs> written on a piece of paper, <laughs> and she took, took a, a picture of it. it and me. there are corrections along the oh, way. There's marked up words. <laughs> You've got to send that to me. I will send it to you, man. I'm going to frame it. Said, is it too and long? Give it back I went, to her at Christmas and say, "Never forget, never what, forget you what you said <laughs> about me." Dude, I love this one. She goes, "Is that too long?" And I just laugh. I go, "It's a little long, but I'll make it work." Anita, I promise. <laughs> Did you read all of it? Because yes. that looks like, a, dude, I read every word of it. I read every word a couple that's times. Freaking so, awesome. Uh, but it just goes to show you, man. Here's what I wanted to talk about. Let's get this into. You and your family. Uh, I told you about, I mean, we talked about when I would come over and, yeah. and all that kind of stuff in college and, and your family just feed me, take care of me, whatever. 
But the one thing that my, my family doesn't do, that your family does, is music. Right. And I mean to tell you right now, dude, I fell in love with you and your family because you could just sit down. Dude, it could be 8 o'clock in the morning, like I said. Or it would be 3 o'clock in the afternoon. At night, whatever. You and your dad playing with dad or mom. Up, yeah, pick up. <laughs> your mom could sing. Your dad can play the guitar. You could play the guitar. You can sing. And y'all would just get around and sing. And I was like, yeah. man, I'm right where I'm supposed to be. Whenever I'll be around you guys. I loved it. Yeah. And, and talk Thank about that, that when you, when you, I mean, damn, dude, it well, was just. My parents were the uh, praise and worship leaders at a church. My dad was associate pastor in Leveland for about 15 years. And uh, so I grew up around it. You know, we were never not in church and never not at a band practice. My dad was um, pretty ritualistic when it came to getting it, getting it right. Um, What'd you play? in the band the you, drums you, i mean like in high school band or, or, or junior I, high band or something like that or did you just play I, church? I quit uh school band in the eighth grade so i could play football gotcha okay no, no, so, keep yeah, going i'm so, sorry didn't mean to uh but my dad is one of the most talented guitar players um out there no in doubt. fact he he's got a history with uh with zz, ZZ top, top. Yep. from the 60s before they were zz top um my mother has got the most perfect ear for harmony i've ever heard she also plays the piano the guitars you give my mom a tuba she'd get you something out of it she'd get you something. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome that's what i'm saying something that sounds musical anyway. yeah yeah, yeah. so i mean i can make i can make a sound out of a tuba but yeah it's something that nobody needs to hear and i didn't i didn't pick up a guitar till i was about 20 um, my dad gave me an old guild that um he had when he was a teenager i was a little intimidated by my dad but i i you know, I decided to just hunker down and learn a few chords uh, after he gave me that guitar because a trap set is hard to bring to a college party. But a guitar, <laughs> if you know, if you know three chords, dude. Phil Everly told my brother one time because he's not musical, and we met the Phil Everly of the Everly, Everly Brothers in, mm-hmm. in California w- before he passed away. And he told my brother, he asked him if if he also played the guitar, and he said, "No, I have zero interest in that whatsoever." And Phil Everly looked at my brother and said. Do you have a girlfriend? He said, "No, sir. No, I'm 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 single." He said, "I tell you what, get a guitar, learn three chords, you'll have a girlfriend." <laughs> so, it's so true. Enough said, so right? True. So, I, I I I started playing the guitar because I I wanted to fit in with my my family, and um, it wasn't until I was in my thirties that we that I started actually being able to kind of contribute because. Mm-hmm. You, you don't just pick up the t- guitar and, and there's not a lot of people can play a song all the way through right. and sing it. Right. And, you know, but, you know, you, you got you to gotta learn how to do that if you want to keep up. And they're pretty intimidating uh, people to keep up with. And so, you know, I did it uh, as a hobby. But make no mistake, it's a lot of hours in your room by yourself before you can ever get the, ta- uh, you know, get the skill or the courage to do it in front of other people. Well, they call so. it like the 10,000 hour thing or whatever. Yeah. yeah but, but it's like a college degree. almost. It, it, it really is. But man, you, you remind me when you say that, uh, like Jamie Berryhill, he always played the guitar when we were kids and, and in high school stuff, but he could play the first three, you know, you could say, Hey, Jamie play Pearl Jam. He could play, but he could never play it all the way through. Right. So, but it was badass that he could even play it, like yeah. what you would recognize as Pearl Jam. But once he got a little bit, like, got into college, and he started playing full songs and singing, I was like, damn. Yeah. But, but you about already, doing something from start to finish Yes, and then in three when minutes. I, when I hung out with you, you could do that all the time. And then I could always, like, I always pretended like I could sing. And I would, dude, you and I. You have great vibrata. <laughs> you and I, dude, we could uh, charm a few girls back in the day. Well, you always beat me. Bullshit, dude. That's bullshit. But, but I was, I was uh, jealous. Uh, but I do want to read this quote 
to you right here. It says, Benji is a man of many mysteries and talents, but he's especially great at quoting his favorite movies to get a point across. Oh, wow. You want to know who said that? I mean, it's probably not somebody you would expect. I'm trying to think about who you would reach out but to. But it's somebody you'd know. To get your point across. Very, you know him very well. I give up. It's, it's uh, Strickland, your son. To get his point across. Get point <laughs> I should have known. <laughs> dude, I just love your son. And, and I had a chance to coach him. When Talk he was about at, music. Dude, I, yeah, we're going to get to that. Dude, when he was a Trinity man, I got to coach him in junior high. You did. He loved I, you. And I just loved him, man. He was, dude, you could just see the, I mean, and he... He walked to the beat of his own drum, and I was walking basically to the same beat. He and I were on the same page. I got a lot of insight as a father being your friend when you were coaching him because you told me stuff about my kid that I probably would never have known. Well, That, that, uh, that answered a lot of questions for me, but at the same time, I'll mention you every now and then or send him a picture. Mm-hmm. You know, from and, and he always has the same response. Miss that guy. Yep. And he got up for those early morning practices. Oh, man. Um, and I guarantee you what motivated him more than playing, because he hadn't really come into his own as an athlete back then. He yeah. ended up being pretty good. But, yeah, he did. Yeah. Um, was Ty King. Yep. Well, I appreciate that. But and he, uh, he and, considers you a mentor, and I, I, well, can't, I can't overstate that. I love that kid, man. I love his uh, – he's what I like to call an avant-garde kind of guy. He yeah. just, he's, he's got his own thing yeah. going. And, dude, he is, a, he is a musician in himself. Talk a little bit about – the the what I love about him though before you talk about dude he likes hip hop too he so ju- he just produced a hip hop I know and I and see that's the thing you and I would always like on a road trip I would I never forget one time we drove to Midland to do a game on the radio yep. and you opened up my CDs and you went you, all you have is hip hop music in here and I went yeah he's like oh shit well I guess we're playing Boys to Men then and you put in the Boys to Men. Now, I could do boys to men, but yeah. I, I like salt and pepper as much right. as the next guy. Yeah, but, but yeah, you were like, dude, you ain't got no uh, silver chair in here. You ain't got any, like, <laughs> silver. Wow, there's a band from the past. Yeah. You, you don't have any Lisa Loeb? What's going on? You don't yes. have any Pearl Jam or, or like Soundgarden? Dude, and I was like, I don't, man. I think I had Hoodie and the Blowfish, man. side of you I didn't really I know. know. And that, but, but the thing is that we made that work. But talk about, man, Strickland, so talented. Yeah. And, I mean, just – Thank you. I love it when you post videos of you guys singing together. Yeah. But he, and you guys both just uh, in the closet. <laughs> just I mean, your Facebook, well, those videos are amazing. Talk thank about you. Strickland a little bit. Well, thank you for asking. I, you know – Everybody thinks their kid's the most amazing kid on the planet, um, but he is—he really is an amazing kid, and he is—he's—he's he's really a non-conventional type personality. But um, my dad's an amazing musician. Mm-hmm. Sometimes things skip a generation. Landed <laughs> okay. right on him because um, yeah. every time he would uh, agree to sing in front of anybody else, and if I had a verse in it. And anybody that was my friend that wasn't afraid to tell me the truth would say, yeah, that's good, but, but can you have Strickland sing another one? <laughs> and before he ever took a guitar lesson, he was playing, playing uh, blues runs, and, and he inherently knew um, scales, yeah. which, is, uh, which I don't. And so he, he, he teaches me stuff about it all the time, but he really is an amazing musician. He, so he's just produced an album. Right. And, and, and uh, I mean, I don't know where we – I mean, but I know that that's, uh, it, it's in the – infancy kind of or, or well or is he, it, or? He, he's actually produced two he just finished his his second one but that's his hobby 
Yeah. And um, the reason we were in the closet is because that's where he says it sounds the best because you got all the clothes around you and you got this you know, kind of yep. a soundproof room there. And uh, so, he, yeah, he produced this album. It is rap, hip hop, which I never guessed. You know, first song I ever taught him that he sang on Facebook was Help Me Hold On by Travis Tritt. So mm-hmm. where this hip hop thing came from, I don't, I don't know. But he's really good at it. And it's called Dead and Gone. Mm-hmm. It's on uh, uh, SoundCloud. Mm-hmm. And um, just Strickland really Sneed? Is it under Strickland Sneed? No, or, it's uh, under C U D D A. What does oh, that oh, mean? Oh, I know what that is. Yeah, C U D D A. Yeah, don't Kinda. ask me. Uh, he cuts music because he produces uh, it himself. Dugga, baby. So I don't know what that. But yeah, but dude, he is. Uh, but he's not making hip hop. Some people will, will mis. Uh, I don't misrep- know the difference. But mi- people will misunder misrepresent hip hop for not being music. But Strickland is musical. Yeah, That's I mean, what I'm saying. He, he, he don't he, give he, himself he, enough credit. Th- on yeah, exactly. Music. This kid could play the guitar and sing you whatever, and it sounds awesome. So, and I just think. Man, I just think he's he's a fantastic kid. Thanks for saying um, that. Here's another thing you and I have in common. Uh, let me read another quote. I got another one. You ready? Sure. I, know, I mean. Golly. I know. Uh, Benji has a way of encouraging people to be better, but also makes them feel good about it. Just when you think you figured something out, Benji has a way of bringing a fresh perspective that makes you rethink it uh, to make it better. He's loyal, authentic, and cares about what actually matters in life and that's people wow yeah dude listen to this dude what is this a a hype video for you a, a hype? <laughs> but who, who said I, that i can give you another list that would balance that out <laughs> no, a no, little bit no, <laughs> <laughs> okay uh who said that you think i'm gonna take a shot in the dark christy harton uh no it's jeremy sneed your brother okay so yeah you were close but, but i mean you know you had you guessed jeremy earlier dude you, this is what you and I both have in common, though. Yeah. You and I have both been successful in our own ways. How do and, I know what you're going to say right now? I know. <laughs> so, but it's, uh, I have a sister and her husband that have gone on to do amazing things. Sure. It, with Bahama Bucks. I mean, just like people just go, what? Really? I mean, really? Snow comes oh, yeah. and they're so successful. And we can kind of relate on that level because your brother is, I mean, it's hard to explain what he does. Well, I can't wait to have him on, but, but he's a digital creator, yeah. and he does all this work for video games. Right. He made a documentary that's first out. First ever. First ever video game doc- documentary, whatever. It was on Netflix, or was it on uh, Prime or it something? Was on all of them. All of them. It's Jeremy, and your brother Still does. Is. He rubs elbows with, with uh, I mean, some of the most famous people you can you can imagine. Yeah. And then he's not only rubs elbows, he, he's friends with these people. Oh, yeah. That's, he, he's in, his, in their business. Yeah. Man, if Sean Astin has a bad day, he calls Jeremy. Exactly, Jeremy and Sean Astin are, and and, and that's amazing. Yeah. And, and and the guy from uh, um, who's the other guy? He's with all the time. Oh my gosh, the older guy, but he wears the funny Michael hat. Rooker. Yes, Rooker, all the time, dude. Yeah. It's like, damn, Jeremy, really? Yeah, he he's um he's worked very hard. Yes, to, he has to make his own way. He said when he was eighteen years old, he was leaving. Leaving the house, he wasn't going to college. He was going to start his own business because he didn't want to work for anybody else. Mm-hmm. And 10 years later, he started Media Juice. And he oh, he's yeah, that's traveled all over the world, does the video. You know, he does um, trailers and productions for video game companies. And now he's a feature film. Yeah. He just finished his, his um, second, um, uh, I don't know what they call it, the ser- a series, documentary series. Uh, was it about Nintendo? Was yeah, this one just called, about Nintendo? Yeah, it was yeah. Called, uh, the history of Nintendo, which 
dates back to the 1800s with playing cards. I didn't know that. See, I didn't know that either. But um, yeah, he he wrote, directed, created the whole thing, and it's a five part, I think five part series. That um, really is entertaining about the history of Nintendo called uh, uh, Playing with Power. Yeah, but yeah, he's um, and the thing about Jeremy is, again, I could describe him the, the exact same way, but yeah. he he really is also about people and family, and he's got the biggest heart. Yes, of any person, and he would rather give his money away than save it or spend it on himself. Right. I was so honored. He invited me to his birthday party a couple years back here in Lubbock, and it was uh, Star Wars themed. I think is what it was. You told me you're like, hey, uh, or I think he told me, and 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 so I didn't have a Star Wars like costume. So was it like a, a comic book character or comic or something? book? Yeah. yeah, something like that. And so I just got a blue shirt, and I just uh, got t-shirt glue, whatever. I just put on the front. Uh, fighter and i walked in and i got it yeah i go who am i and he looked at me he goes damn dude you're a tie fighter (laughs) i went hell yeah dude that's what i am star wars yeah Yeah. i know and now he he was because he was on solo he was and he was a great (laughs) but it was it was so funny to hang out with him but you know you say he left the house uh he did leave the house but it was after 8 30 in the morning i know that because when i was there he was in bed he really (laughs) is an early bird (laughs) really yeah. yeah well yeah but I do, dude, dude. He's just so creative, and like yeah. he, he he rubs elbows with Hollywood people, and sure. Um, but that's kind of where I can really, I think, on a certain level, where we both have a certain success and are very outgoing, and very, and I'm speaking for myself too, but charismatic, and people know that about us. Sure. But it's like you got this brother or this sister that's just so successful, and no, and it's out there, yeah. and um, you're so proud of them. It's like, man, yeah. I, I'm not, I don't. I don't. Hell yeah! Go yeah. Jeremy. Go get me. Well, go play. That, that, go man. That's we, amazing. We shared a room until we were seventeen years old and hated <laughs> each other. And he's my best friend. Yeah, one hundred percent. There's total transparency, and um, not a lot of brothers have that. I know you and Jay. We do. Are similar. We also shared a room, even though we were, we were further apart, uh, ten years yeah. apart. But we did share room, and Jay did not like that once he got like you know to be older. But he didn't have a choice. Sure. And uh, but like the same thing, yeah. You shared a room with your brother, yeah. And so we 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 didn't know how close we were becoming mm-hmm. because we we fought like you know cats and dogs. And he there was a day when he outgrew me, and I couldn't <laughs> put him on the ground anymore. And I remember grabbing the back of his neck, and he didn't budge. That's when I stopped messing with him. But uh, even in life, he's you know I'm big fish in a little pond kind of kind of idea. But he really is. Uh, the biggest fish in his pond, yeah, you know, and, 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 and it's a big oh, one, man. So, so he's, done, he's done well. Thanks yes, for asking. I yeah, hope dude. he hears this, and I, here's all these. And and, and, and it's not even the, it's not even to like uh, say anything bad about like Abby. I mean, she's amazing, mom, and and, and what she does, she's. I mean, well, she fits her calling. She's the yeah, librarian at Level and I State. And, and dude, <laughs> I mean, but that's success in itself. You know what I'm saying? It's True. like you know, people look. I don't know, man. I just. Your family and my family, they, they mirror each other in, in, in some respects. Yeah. And uh, I don't know, that's, maybe that's why I got along with you so well. But uh, I got one more, one more, two more quotes. Can I read you? I know you, Please. you, you know, we've been no, going for over good, an hour. Man, I, we've been going for over an hour, and I'm sorry. I, 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 I'm keeping you. Talk about me all you want, yeah, as long um, as it's good. Um, <laughs> this was um, one. All right. She says, uh, this girl says, I love both of you, but Ty was the better lover. Oh, wait a minute. That's not, that didn't mean to be in there. Shit. I'm sorry. Oh, was that Kristen? No. <laughs> Yarbrough's class in 96. I, don't, I, I forgot that. <laughs> I didn't mean to read that. Um, <clears throat> Damn it. 
You really did get. Let me all read the that girls. again. Uh, I love you both, but Tao is the better lover. Okay, yeah. I just want to make sure people you got heard it that. right. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not contesting that. <laughs> Sad to say, we did have a little competition. Yeah. But and I'm not saying, dude, because you could. It was. I was more of your sidekick when we were in leveling. It was your territory, man. It was. You, I was on your. Right. I was on your turf, and I would. But man, I loved it because I could play off your lead. And sometimes we would go to just some random park. You would bring your guitar, and we would take a couple girls out there, and you would play and sing. And you know, next thing I know, I'm just like, "Hey, man, what's going on?" You know. Yeah. And uh, but but we did have. Ah, sometimes I, I won. Sometimes I lost. Sometimes, sometimes I tied. But, but, but we but we were. That's <laughs> 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 sometimes you Truth. win, lose, or tie. True. Some sometimes I think the second girl that went out with us. I mean, she was like, damn it. I guess I'm not winning, but I'm not losing, but I'm just going to tie. That's I think it. any girl that was around <laughs> us figured out it wasn't about her. <laughs> That's true, dude. It wasn't. It was about you and me, right. and that was exactly what it was about. Uh, I will say this. As young 18-year-old kids, we did walk into class one time. Or, you know, We had a class all semester, and there was this cute girl. Whoever got her number first. Yeah, or like, something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, you won. And I did win. And I was like, I was so proud of myself. I, as competitive as I am, I got used to losing around you. Bullshit. <laughs> That's bullshit. So, but uh, really uh, I, I, I'm just, uh, I, I don't know how I, how that quote got into there. It just slipped in somewhere. I like it. Um, anyway, I would like to read uh, this one that says, uh, Benji Sneed, he's the best midnight rodeo TV commercial producer in history. Oh, wow. Benji's not so hidden talent. His appreciation of renditions of Travis Tripp music, actually quite impressive. Any <laughs> chance to hear the chorus to help me hold on? He says he loves you, Benji. I love Jay King. Yeah, Jay King's the best, man. I remember Jay was running Midnight Rodeo. Yep. I was so impressed with him because he how he handled his business mm-hmm. over there and, and even the social side of it, how he would mingle in the crowd. And he was the reason people went to that club. I know. And he was the reason I didn't get in a lot of times with my fake ID. <laughs> <laughs> But tra- that was the one Travis. downside to being had- to, to being my friend is that he knew how old you were. But once you got it, once you yeah. were old enough, it, then it paid back tenfold. He didn't break the rules, man. But yeah, I, but, I tell you- it, but it paid back tenfold yeah. once you were old enough. That's true. Yeah, I tell you, I want to tell a story about Jay because okay. he. Uh, I credit Jay with the one of the greatest experiences of my life outside of having a child, mm-hmm. um, uh, and my current wife, by the way. Um, was the day I was uh, 19 years old and I was making midnight rodeo commercials because Jay had this ability and connections to bring in these big names to midnight rodeo. Mm -hmm. And and he brought in some really um, famous country music singers. And he called me after I'd made a a, a spot about, he was bringing, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Ed Gimmett. I'll remember in a minute. It doesn't matter. He's huge. Yeah. but then um, he called me and he says, hey, I'm bringing this guy and nobody knows about it because um, I can't have a madhouse over here. And it was back in his prime. Yeah. It was a blue-collar tour is what he called yeah. that. Yes. Yeah. And Saying no ticket, thanks to no, all the bars that helped yeah. make his And career. no ticket was like more than like yeah. 15 bucks. But, he, but there was no yeah. advertisement yeah. kind of thing. I had an obsession. I don't know why. But something just about the mix of rock and roll and country that, that Travis Tritt brought back then was, you know, from 1988 to this was like 95, 96. And he called me and he said, um, you can't tell anybody yet, but at 3 o'clock, I got you set up. 
if you want to interview Travis, and I wasn't a reporter. I was the master control operator. <laughs> That's right. And I bribed the news director um, and and the photographer of the assignments editor at the time. Everybody should know him. He's now our Lubbock County Judge, Curtis Parrish. Gotcha. Um, we didn't have any photographers, and he told me that he canceled the interview. And I, I begged. I said, "This you don't understand you know, how much I love Travis Tritt. Uh, it's kind of weird, it, it, and, and, but it was. You did have an obsession from yeah. from the time I met you. You you introduced me. Really, I'd heard of Travis Tritt and knew his music. Yeah. But it's odd. But, but, but um, no, it's amazing. I love it. Anyway, and so um, I convinced Curtis, and Curtis had knowledge and, and skills how to how to shoot and be mm-hmm. a photographer. He said, "All right, come on, I'll take you." And he even was gracious enough to stop at the Seven Eleven on the way to the Midnight Rodeo and buy one of those little disposable cameras that I so I could take a picture with Travis. Wow! I took, I'd read his autobiography and I had it with me, mm-hmm. and he signed it. Said, "Great interview." I got to interview Travis Tritt, and I remember um, when it was over, um, I said, "Will you sign the book?" I said, "Sure." And after I watched it back. He, Travis went to shake my hand, mm-hmm. and I didn't even see it. And he's standing there with his hand out, and oh, I'm no. reaching for the book. <laughs> he lived hanging. In the, in the background on that dance floor that we had lit up for that interview, <laughs> yeah. I could see Jay King, and he had this look of, of just um, profound pride yeah. that, that you know he was a part of that, and he was fulfilling a lifelong dream for me. And that doesn't happen to a 19-year-old kid every yeah. day. Hey, man, you know what? Pays to be my friend. I agree. Still does. <laughs> You're the gift that keeps on just, giving. <laughs> I have to bring it. I have to make it about me at some point. Okay, so that's what I'm saying. But it paid that, at that point. It paid. It paid to be my friend. It did. Still does. Still does. Yeah. Okay. Look. But, look but, at but, us now. But now you exactly. We're in my uh, dining room, if you call it, in a live in a one bedroom apartment, doing a win loser tie podcast. But I love it. I love but it. hey, dude, that's right, man. Jay and dude, it, and uh, he loved it, dude. He always remembers that. He caught. He talks about that commercial. And I think we still have it. Like I have a video of it. Of, that of him shaking hands. And yes, and and, and, and yeah. he and dude, I'll show it to you. It's amazing. Like I knew I had to make Jay look good because it, he was paying the bills. It's hard to make him look good too, man. It's so hard, dude. But no, you're right. He handled He's his in business. His element, then, dude. Though. It was amazing how professional he was yeah. in such a wild environment, kind of. Oh yeah. And, and well said. Yeah, and yeah, you would meet him in the daytime, and it was like, damn, okay, this is professional. Yeah. You know, this is a real business, yeah. and. That's the way Jay has always been. He's a good time, mm-hmm. but you know I still see him, and man, he, he he's always amazing. makes a makes yeah. an effort to come over and shake my hand. And yeah, how you doing? And I always ask about you. And yeah, so well, okay, enough about Jay. Uh, <laughs> that's enough for Jay. Yes, yeah, and that's enough about you, Ty. Remember that? <laughs> that's exactly what you said in that. I did in that. Say that. Yeah, you did. Uh, all right, let me. Uh, I'm trying to move on here. Um, did I read every quote? I want to make sure I've got every quote in the book. Uh, uh, this this person said, real quick, I just want to make sure, because Benji Sneed scores a 9 out of 10. That's what this person says. Dadgum, how do you get a 10? <laughs> Benji Sneed scores a 9 out of 10. He has work ethic that is unmatched in the television industry and is one of the biggest reasons I came to love Travis Tritt as much as I do. He gets a point deducted for being a level and lobo, but then again, nobody is perfect. I'm going to go out on a limb uh-huh. and say my second choice would be would be uh, Donnie Hart. Uh-huh. Just kidding. Right. I, lo- I love Donnie. Yeah, I do too. Um, 
It's either you or Jamie Berryhill. <laughs> I don't quote myself, so it is Jamie Berryhill. All right. You got that, boy. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. I thought maybe you'd end on a tie. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you'd end on a tie. But, that's, see, I love it. How well, you know, that, it, he gave himself away by saying, because yeah. he tells me that every time I see I know, him. Dude. And he really but, is a talented musician. Yeah. I mean, And when he plays Travis Tritt songs, when he plays around town or whatever, I always want to video it. I'll send it to you sometimes. Yeah. And sometimes it's 2 o'clock in the morning. I don't know. That's all right. But uh, I'll send it I'm to you. I'm probably up. But I'll never forget one night man and it was you know five years ago or so but uh i think got we a, ran into you somewhere got a video of it yeah. yeah and and then we went to your house mm-hmm. and we were like dude this bar sucks wherever we were what well, sucks we just it was nothing ha- point and is we were in a bar that is true and we went to your house dude and you got two guitars out and i watched two of my best friends that i've known my entire life just jam on guitar yeah and dude i was soaking the moment in yeah I was like, dude, I tried to sing one song, and I just said, no, 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 this is stupid. What are you doing? That's funny. I, go, I just backed up, dude, and I just let you guys go. And I just, I, dude, I really did took that moment in. I was like, man, I just watched you play, and y'all both of y'all had acoustic guitars, and y'all just played. Well, Jamie's a, a real musician, and he, you know that. Cause he <laughs> well, you played, are too. Well, he, he, but he's done it. I mean, he played in a band, and the thing I love about um, Jamie is he's not pretentious about it at all, but he plays – the song the way it's supposed to be played there's a lot of cheaters out there and he <laughs> taught me how to play uh, i'm gonna be somebody the way it's supposed to be played and i never knew really I said, is that really is that the chord you play right there and he was like yep he goes I, I, if you're gonna learn it you gotta learn it right and oh, um, so i credit jamie with that but he really is a he, he's a real deal he yeah uh, he's he, he's good man it, 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 like i said i tell this story all the time but it well it only happened like earlier this summer but it, Jamie doesn't. Jamie needs to learn like audience, like um, control, not, not audience control, but playing to the audience. But as a matter of fact, though, but see, look, what happened earlier this summer when he when he did this little event that that I'm talking about to tell you, sure, uh, I I recognized it for what it was. I'm like, this is who Jamie is, yeah, and this is what why I love him. But he's just playing at the at Burger Theory, which is a little bar yeah. over here for, at Holiday Inn. Lucky them. I know. And he was just playing an acoustic show. And there's guests, and they're staying at the hotel or whatever. And I love it because Jamie goes, and he's in between songs, and he just goes, hey, I appreciate everybody coming out. And uh, you got anything you want to hear? Just holler it at me. If I know it, I'll play it. No big deal. Just if I know it, I'll play it. And I can't guarantee you all know it. This little couple sitting over the corner. This young couple. Well, yeah. And the girl, this tiny little girl, she just yells out, play Cole Wetzel. And Jamie goes, fuck Cole Wetzel. Oh, wow. <laughs> we go in there. And I went, and I, I was sitting there and I went, oh. he goes, that's Jamie. Yeah. He goes, I mean, dude, it's like, damn, at the moment I went, why would you say that to your audience? audience? But then when it took me a second, I went, that's Jamie. Yeah, that's Jamie. That's Jamie. He's like, dude, I don't, he, he ain't going to sugarcoat nothing. No. And he was like, hey, I don't like him. I usually don't say the F word on my show, by the way, but it was I had to for, you for dramatic, as a per, tool dramatic purposes. Yeah. I had to say that at that poetic point. Poetic license. Yeah, yeah. And it's and I mean, dude, he just said it and I was like, damn, you know what? And that couple stayed, they laughed. Everybody laughed, you know, and it was yeah. funny, but yeah. And but did he play Co Wetzel? No. No, not at all. Well, and that'd have left if he wasn't any good at what he was doing. There you go. So and that's so, what I'm saying. What did so. I say when I walked in and saw your canvas of fame here <laughs> yeah. with all the people that have been on? Yep. You got to Jamie Berryhill. What did I say? Yeah, uh, you said, uh, you said, uh, what did you, you say? You got to send me his number. Oh, yeah, that's right. You did say that. You I, did. Well, I'm sorry. I, I don't Dude, have that, it anymore. That was two I, hours I ago. I want to hook up with Jamie. Yeah, we've he, been going on he's for. He's a good inspiration. He is awesome, man. I just love that guy. But, uh, man, and I do want to say this. I, one of the biggest honors during quarantine, 
during the whole, you know, right. when we're on lockdown and everything, I got an uh, invitation from you because you married your beautiful wife, Bonnie. Oh, yeah. And one Love of my you, biggest honey. regrets, I didn't do the drive-by. Oh, the, and, uh, the, the COVID shower? <laughs> yeah, I didn't do it. And uh, I regretted it at the time. I really you, you did. Didn't, you didn't miss much. I know. But, dude, it just, to me, I missed something. So I want to apologize to you and Bonnie for that. Oh, geez. But, but, dude, she's amazing. I mean, I mean, any, if you would, if, if, man, if you can get somebody to marry you, that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I keep scratching my head. <laughs> you know, here she is working out in Hollywood, living yeah. in Santa Monica for 13 years. And why the heck she want to move back to Lubbock and, uh, marry a guy that works the way I do, and and rarely see him, and you know, and but yeah, I, I love I love her, and and I love you, honey. Shout out to yeah, Bonnie. She's amazing. Uh, Bonnie, I'm, it's it's funny that I don't I don't know her the way I should, but um, hashtag Bonnie Ellis Art. She was not the one that sent in that I was the better lover. By the way, I just want you to know. Thank you for that. Yeah, that's good because yeah, she doesn't know that. But okay, we're about to we're wrap this up, dude. I could go on for hours and hours, but I want to thank you for being my friend. Yeah. I want to thank you for coming on the show. You're a busy, busy Are person. You emotional? A little bit. <laughs> I, you know what? I've had two people cry so far on Win, Lose, or Tie. Uh, one is my sister, and one is me. So <laughs> There you go. <laughs> so, but um, uh, anyway, I, I want to thank you. Man, some, uh, people don't know, you know, some of the... There's a few friends that I have that, are, that have been with me through the, some of the darkest times I've had. Sure. And you're one of those people, yeah. and I love that. But to end on a light note, let's talk about impressions. Which one you want? Okay. I'm, I'm going to ask for a couple. Okay. Right? i got to get in my mode here. Okay. Yeah, but th- th- relax. Relax yourself. All right? Give me, a, uh, give me a good Robert De Niro. What do you mean? What do you mean? Just, you want me to uh, give you a Robert De Niro? Look at me. I'm, di, di, hey, shut up. I'm not going to do this again. I'm not going to say it twice. I'm going to be on this podcast, and I'm out of here, okay? You're going to say it. You're going to do it. Get out of here. Okay. Give me your best uh, 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 Joe Pesci. He better hope he never comes back over here. If I see that little mutter scratcher, I'm going to grab him, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show him a thing or two. Oh. You, oh, oh, I'm funny. <laughs> you like I'm funny how? Like no, no, you said it. I'm funny like how? Like I'm, I amuse you. I make you laugh. No, 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 no. He's a big boy. He knows what he said. <laughs> I love so much. Okay. Oh, can you do a John Robinson local weatherman? I think I already did. But I know, but like, do it again. Uh, so Abner's like, John, what's going to be coming up for the weekend? Well, I tell you what, Abner, it's going to be a beautiful skies. It's going to be about a 79-degree high. We're going to dip into the lows a little bit, maybe 41 degrees, but overall it's going to be pleasant, nothing very active, and maybe a chance for storms on Thursday. <laughs> Dude, I love it so much, man. <laughs> now I'm going to start suggesting my favorite. Dude, which one do you want to do? Tell I me. don't even know. No, I, tell I, me. I, I, would like to, I would love to know. Oh, uh, gosh. I, do, do you have another one that I don't even know about? I'm sure I do. Okay. I can't think about well, it. No, you can do it. What, what, um, which one do you want to do right now? I could do a little uh, Christopher Walken. Oh, perfect. I would love it. This guy, little man, he's a friend. You grow up, you get big. You want some beer, we're going to have some beer. 
That's a terrible one. I don't know. I love it so much, man. I love it so much. um, What do you got? Arnold Schwarzenegger is in my – I'm not supposed to say this, but he's Uh. a um, a, a kind of now an in-law. Bonnie's sister's married to his nephew. Okay. So I had the opportunity and -hmm. pleasure to meet him a couple of Christmases ago, and he, he renamed me. Yeah. We're going through the food line. It's a true story. Okay. And um, he's, um, I have not had a chance to introduce myself. Strickland was there, and he, you know, he said, Dad, you might want to come meet somebody. Yeah. And um, I'm, I'm standing, he's a new I'm member standing of the family. next to the Terminator in the, in the food line of a house full of about eight people at Christmas. <laughs> and um, I turned around, and I just stuck my hand out, and I said, I'm sorry I didn't get a chance to introduce myself. And he, I said, I'm, ben, I'm Benji Sneed. And he said, what was your first name? <laughs> and I said, it's Benji as in, you know, Benjamin. And he says, Benjamin. Yes, I like this Benjamin. There's no Benji. <laughs> and then he proceeded to tell me how, you know, I didn't want to come over here for Christmas over here. And, and just we wanted to have all family and not meet a bunch of strangers. <laughs> and I'm, I'm thinking... I'm the stranger in the room. I know exactly you are. Were you like, were you ready for him to like go into combat mode at any point in time? No, were I you just, like, hey, there's going to be a chopper or something. There's I tucked my <laughs> tail between my legs and yeah. ran out of the room and said, "I'll be back." <laughs> that's amazing, dude. See, that's the kind of things that I need to hear. Yeah, that, 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 that's just. Oh. Refreshing to Not hear. Not supposed to tell personal stories about Arnold, but I call him Governor. <laughs> you call him the Gov. He, didn't, he never said, like, everybody get down. He never it's said going that. Going to like, blow. Yeah. I, get, ah, ha, ha. Yeah. <laughs> he never said, like, <laughs> we're going to pray for Christmas dinner. Well, Bow your heads. Get them down. <laughs> I, did, I did. Talk about burying your lead. I yeah. did tell Strickland before we got there. I said, hey, no pictures. You know, we ended up mm-hmm. get, getting a picture at, at his request. But yeah. no pictures, no no Terminator references. Don't say I'll be back and yeah. anything like that. Well, we're sitting on the couch, and one of the nephews brings him his Christmas gift. He opens it's a pair of glasses, the same kind he wore in Terminator. I gotcha. And he, says, he looks around the room, and he says, everyone, looky here. Looky here. And he puts them on slowly and says, I'll be back. No, he didn't. Sh- no, we didn't. Strick, yeah, Strickland just th- threw his hands up in the air and it, rolled it, his eyes at me. He's <laughs> like, <laughs> he makes a million dollars every time he says that, and yeah. we just got it for free. <laughs> so, yeah, that's Amazing. my Arnold story. <laughs> I freaking love it. Look at that. On my little piece of paper. You don't have any more great quotes? In, in, impressions? I, I wanted to, I wanted to impress. Yeah, I don't have any more great quotes. I mean, you got your agenda over there and everything. I like dude, it, dude. Yeah, man. I, hey, this is a high, high uh, this is a high quality uh, the production here. I'll tell you, win, lose, or tie, <laughs> Look at this. makes me feel good about myself. <laughs> it, does. it does. It should. Yeah, it should. When I read these quotes, I, I felt good about you. I was like, damn, this is not the Benji that I know. Thanks, man. But <laughs> I'm just playing, you're man. right about that. No, 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 um, dude. Amazing times. Oh, and, and can we just talk a little bit, just real quick, sure. last last couple minutes? Um, I'll remember the one of the funniest times when I knew we were going to be friends is, which I knew we were going to be friends, but uh, one of us quoted, and I don't even remember who it was, but one of us quoted the greatest Val Kilmer movie of all time, which is Real Genius. Yeah, it is. It's the great, greatest Val Kilmer movie of all time. Nobody knows that, but not Tombstone, real genius, and, and not Top Gun, no, or, or, and not uh, Heat, but it's real genius. 
Yeah. And he played Chris Knight, the greatest uh, student scientist of all time. Yeah, genius. And he was a genius. And we quoted, we, I don't know how it came up, but dude, you and I started quoting that movie together. And I was like, dude, you are the only person that knows this movie just as well as I do. Right. And we, I mean, it was like, damn, dude. It was amazing. Yeah. And if you've never seen the movie, you're not going to get it. But if you have seen it, it's like sometimes Benji and I would be in the bar or club or whatever. I go, dude, there's Laszlo. That looks like Laszlo walking into the closet. Laszlo Hollyfield. <laughs> and and in some of the best quotes, was, which we already referenced earlier, was, uh, uh, and it's one of our favorites, is always. N- wait, no, never. Uh, never. Wait, wait, wait. Always check your references. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, dude. It's not funny, but it's funny to us. It really is. And um, hey, Mitch. <laughs> my, my favorite line of that movie is when Val Kil- Kilmer walks into the professor's house and he's got an attractive daughter. Yes. Right there. And he's trying to have a conversation with this professor. He doesn't know it's the daughter. Yeah. And he's trying to have a conversation about this high tech. Um, government laser that he's producing right and um he says i'm sorry i can't concentrate have you ever seen a body like that in your whole life <laughs> the greatest quote. And, and and the professor says she's my daughter and he says well then i, I guess, guess you, you have, have. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna end it we're gonna end it on that one my friend benji sneed one of the greatest of all time i love him uh, and and you you can love them too and then uh, just thank you thank you you're man. invited to love me you're invited to love. I am and dude and I and I accept that invitation we, we, I think we lost them thirty minutes ago that doesn't matter mm-hmm. it doesn't matter that's why I think dude people ask me well, how long is it I'm like, it's, it's it's however long the conversation lasts Until you get bored it's exactly right sometimes I don't ever get bored that's why I tell I have gone over two hours stories <laughs> do what that's why I tell reporters about their stories <laughs> it's too long <laughs> and I'm bored it's yeah, too long and I'm bored yeah exactly. Um, but man, love you. Thank you, for, you too, for, for being on the on the podcast. Love and uh, this is gonna be a fun episode. Uh, love your family, and man, appreciate it. Thank you, sir. All right, and as I ended all my phone calls in the 1990s, peace.